Hello and welcome to Baseball Schooled. I am James Grayley and that is Jay Veen. This is a show where my friend Jay here teaches me about how to be a baseball fan. Hi, Jay. Hey, what's going on, partner? Oh, uh, a whole heck of a lot. But this past week, our, our first episode came out on Thursday, which was also opening day of the Major League Baseball season. Momentous. Yeah. Momentous. Yeah. I was off work that day, so I could tune in a bunch. How much opening day baseball did you watch? I followed a lot of it. Um, you know, since we're here in Denver, obviously Rockies are kind of a big deal. Chris Bryant's big debut for the Rocks. And, you know, I was working that day, so I, I could only follow so much. But mm -hmm. opening day is always pretty special. There's no doubt about that. And doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter how your team did last year anymore. This year is a new year. This year is a new year. We're uh, three games in for some and two games in for others. Our, yep. our, our beloved Rockies are uh, going for our 500 right now. Beloved. That's, that's kind <laughs> of a strong word. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about opening day a bit uh, and just, you know, talk about what the traditions of opening day are, some of the festivities around, things like that, and kind of go from there. I don't know exactly where we're going to go with it yet, but opening day always seems like it's a really special day. And yet you also have so much, so many games and so much stuff leading up to it, like the, the spring training games and things like that. And yet still there's uh there's a lot of fanfare and the like when opening day comes around a lot of excitement. It's, it's definitely through the years become more of an experience for sure. I think, mm. I think baseball teams like to take advantage of that for sure. They, they, you know, the buildup and the opening day. Well, some teams have actually not even had their opening day either because they start on the road for a, for a, uh, a series or two. So that's interesting too, where, you know, it's kind of spread out. Mm -hmm. Obviously the first game is the first game for everybody, but only half the teams, uh, get to play in front of their, in front of their home fans for that series. So there's that, but yeah, a lot of traditions that go on. Um, I noticed the Rockies this year had, I think it was four first pitches for the, opening yeah. day, the, which is, <laughs> that's, that's a little, usually it's just one before every game, but, uh, I think, you know, this year they honored a few people within the community and then they also like to make that tie to other professional sports teams in the city if they can. And Russell Wilson is a new quarterback for the Broncos. So he, and he was also drafted by the Rockies. Did you, did you know that one? I like, didn't know. I didn't know. Yes. What? He, before he went into football, he was, he was, you know, normally, well, John Elway as well. Um, they're, they're pretty good athletes. So, uh, Russell Wilson was drafted by the Rockies way back before he started his professional football career. I had no idea. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So he, he kind of that, that natural tie to that. So he went out there and threw that out the first pitch, uh, uh, you know, amazingly enough to Chris Bryant, the brand new Rocky that everybody's excited about. <laughs> and, uh, there you go through a nice strike too. So first pitches are definitely a part, um, First pitches yeah. could be absolutely terrible as well. Oh. I've seen a few videos. I think, uh, I think it was Connor McGregor had a pretty bad one. Uh, some people don't make it all the way to the plate. It seems like, boy, that's a lot of pressure to have to do that in front of a whole bunch of fans and something that you just, you probably never done before, or you've practiced in your backyard. And then all of a sudden you're here. You are, you, if, if you, you even take it seriously, if you do it well, it's a big deal. Uh, after nine 11, uh, President Bush came out and threw the first pitch. Lefty, he played it. He played at Yale. I think that's where he went went mm -hmm. to school and just threw a beautiful strike down the middle. He's known well for that. But you know, people like Conor McGregor, Fifty Cent, the rapper, mm -hmm. he had one that was just 
horrible. So you can you can be known for actually both ends of that spectrum <laughs> for a for a first pitch, whether it's opening day or not. But if it's good, people are going to talk about it. If it's really bad, people are going to talk about it too. So I don't know yeah, if it, you if that's not your job. Like there you go. Like it it's it's a hit or, hit or miss. Like almost literally. <laughs> In the YouTube world, it seems like even if it's moderately bad, it's yeah. going to get it's going to get posted and it's going to live forever. I think before when there was only, you know, a couple of sports shows on maybe, you know, maybe your worldwide leader and uh, and that, that maybe some one other thing you had to really be pretty bad to make it onto a clip because there was so much time. There's only so much time that you could take in a game or in a show. And now it's with the infinite hard drive of YouTube clips Boy, you you ah, they were just a little outside. This one's getting, you know, 100,000 views for look at this guy. How silly they are. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah, it's they can be pretty bad. They can actually be pretty good too. It's a good chance to show off. I know Simone Biles, the famous gymnast, mm-hmm. did one and she did she did a fancy thing. I think it was down in Houston if I remember right, but she did a fancy thing before she threw it and that's always fun too. Yeah. 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 So, I've seen a few where it's like a gymnast is out there and they do like some kind of weird flippy spinny back flippy thing. And then they, and then throw it. It's like, all right. Yep. You're, yeah. you're better I than I am. I know I do that before <laughs> I go to work every once in a while, it's just, just for kicks, <laughs> just a flippy spinny thing. Oh yeah. Just real yeah. quick. Just knock it out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. I would break myself. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would know as if we're not already broken too. And yeah. I, and I'm a terrible throw. Okay. I, when I, uh, I, I was an okay throw and then um, years ago, I uh, got in a scooter accident and broke both of my arms or my wrists. And I have a plate, plates in each one. And ever since then, I, I tend to throw to the left. I think I'm okay. getting a little better, but, you know, you'll throw something. I'll throw something and it just sails to the left. Like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty terrible at that. It's good. It's good to know your tendencies. I can't imagine that what it would be like to stand in front of oh, man. an entire baseball crowd the cameras and all of that and like all right there's the there's the there's the mound there's the mm-hmm. there's there I, i'd be like can i can i can i get closer please can i some people some people do i think that's encouraged uh, at times too they probably yeah. don't want you on the mound if you don't need to be on the mound they're very particular about that yeah why would you want why would you want somebody to just jack up your mound hey, get, get off of there yeah yeah get off, get off my mound yeah get off my yeah get on my lawn Get, get on, on my lawn and yeah. off the mount. Yeah. Thank you. So some people do move up, but yeah, so that's one of them. Uh, flyovers are another thing. The Rockies did one. My dad texted me and said, the jets just went over our house. So that's kind of cool. Um, nice. I, I live out where they take off. So, uh, you can always hear when they're going to have a flyover before a Rockies game, but that's typical tradition, mm-hmm. uh, before an opening day game as well. And just the lead up, like you were talking about, like teams are so tired of playing games that don't matter anymore. I know in the non-professional ranks, if you're in college or high school, you're just tired of inter-squatting against each other and you just want to do something against somebody else that matters. Mm-hmm. And plus it's spring, everybody's starting fresh. Opening day is kind of a fun thing. So any other traditions that you that you notice sometimes when uh, it comes to opening days? Or? I think it's I think it's the week after opening day tradition of crowds to thin out a lot. Oh, totally. <laughs> a lot of bars. Oh my <laughs> um no i was i was actually going to ask if you i uh this is something we should probably research i didn't think of this until just now i mean like are there particular are particular teams associated with particular traditions in opening day 
I think I would only know the Rockies as much, but I think with baseball, it's pretty uniform, which is kind of cool where they have the banners out and you're totally right about the, about the fans. I was expecting a smaller crowd yesterday for the Rockies and the Dodgers, but it was actually still a pretty big crowd, but I think that's because it's the Dodgers. If it was anybody else or, you know, somebody that's not as well represented here in Denver, I think those crowds would thin out. But yeah, good point on that, that I totally forgot to bring up was that everybody's a baseball fan on opening day. Everybody (laughs) wants to say that they went to, went to the game. I'm sure a lot of like, um, offices downtown are closed or pretty close to closed because everybody wants to walk to the game and go watch. So, uh, nothing wrong with that. It's too bad. It doesn't last for longer though. In, in really a lot of cities. Yeah. I mean, the other, yeah, the part about the Rockies one is that the Friday opening was a day game. And so so the Saturday was and Saturday being an evening game, they could actually, you know, people who were at work could go to uh to this and it's almost like it's almost like a second opening day. It's like opening night uh, after the opening day, but uh that's that seems like it would be a little weird business-wise and stuff to have your opening day in the day, but yeah. I, I think they're, I, th- I think generally that's what teams do. I, mm. I just think it's easier for most people to make it. And plus it's early, you know, especially here, the weather can be pretty crazy here. Mm-hmm. So it's more likely to be warm where more people will want to come out and yeah. Opening days. I don't think there is an opening night. I think every team does it during the day and it's just one of those traditions where you can get more people there and people are excited and the sun's out and it's green and life is good again. Yeah. Especially after these last couple of years, you know, a lot of mentions of, you know, baseball, the way it should be played in front of people. And that's, we, uh, we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, there was something I saw briefly on Reddit, uh, on the baseball, uh, the baseball subreddit, um, of somebody, there was a, an interview with somebody about, oh, maybe opening day festivities taking longer than oh. they should have and i don't i'm yeah. I'm totally unprepared for this sorry i got but. it no i got your context here this was garrett cole he's the starting pitcher for the yankees and these guys are well-oiled machines they like their traditions they like their routines they are comfortable in their routines uh we can add superstitions to the list as, as well at, at some point these guys are very they run on a timer. What happened in New York is that I think the everything went a little bit longer. Billy Crystal was there, so who knows what might have happened. Oh, but I got that guy can talk. <laughs> there oh, you go. So he's no, guess, he's no Robin Williams, where yeah. you know it's just like, well, okay, we're just who yeah. knows how long this is going to last. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. I guess the festivities went like four minutes long, and Garrett Cole was not very pleased with this. And four, people four, gave, I'm sorry, did you say four, four minutes, four, four minutes. minutes, four minutes to a starting pitcher, because what they do is they warm up out in the bullpen in the outfield and then they oh. walk in and they have a particular, you know, cadence, a particular, uh, rhythm that they get into. And when they get to the dugout, they do this and this and this, especially if they're the home team, because they're going to be pitching first. He's used to going right out there. He was not pleased. So I know that didn't please a lot of fans either. I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying that, uh, it was something that became kind of a big deal. And if we know anything about especially big time pitchers, some of them can be a little, uh, for lack of a better term, like spoiled, privileged, mm-hmm. and they're used to having things their way, especially when they're at home. Because if you're if you're going to go out in the in the bottom of the inning when you're on the road, um, your team could hit for a while. You you just know that's going to be the thing. But when you're at home, he was ready to go. 
uh, apparently the rest of the stadium wasn't ready to go and uh, Billy Crystal wasn't done talking or whatever. And he was not real pleased about that. So there uh, you go. Traditions. <laughs> I, I wonder like what, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the result was, but I'm going to guess that the result was that they lost. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't even remember, but I do remember seeing that. And I remember like, dude, calm down. His, his manager was, <laughs> his manager was standing right in front of him, but it's not something you expect to hear on a, on an opening day where someone's really upset and they're kind of yelling and it's like, calm down. But I get it in a sense too, you know, he's, he's ready to get this thing going and, uh, it's being delayed for probably no good, really baseball reason. Yeah. yeah. He was not, he was not real happy. Friday, if Friday was the opening day for them, I thought it was Thursday, but I'm not seeing it on not seeing a score for that for that yeah. uh, for them on thursday uh then uh, they on friday they won six to five okay but maybe he just didn't have a great outing then for that yeah so. i wonder how long he lasted i don't know it, it doesn't but that was yeah. that was the big story he was not pleased things were going long he was mm-hmm. ready to go and uh yeah i can understand to a point i can understand to a point but also i mean i don't know i don't know what these guys do all the time but um and and I'm sure that you know those delays and stuff. There, we I, we see it in hockey a lot, where the yeah. goalies, especially, they'll have like a a weird tradition. There was a there was an Avalanche goalie not long ago who was big about getting a fresh water bottle at the end of at you know once he got out there, like either after the first shift or like right as he got out there. And he, I remember one time the team the team would roll him the water bottle, you know, just toss it to his net and roll up to him. And one game, one of the refs got in the way of it and like stopped it and then handed it to him. And he just took, he just looked at it and he threw oh, it man. back at them yep. uh, to, to the bench to get a fresh one again. And that was just his thing. I a guess, lot of, I guess if yeah. you got your thing and you're the money guy or you're the player or you're the whatever you want, whatever it is that works, works in so. in these in these sports, especially the two that we love so much, uh, <laughs> you can only control so much. So if mm. you can control something, you feel that gives you comfort as an athlete. And yeah, when things get thrown off and it's beyond your control, it makes you feel uncomfortable and it's harder to work through. It takes more energy to try and get comfortable and to try and settle down and to try and, yeah. So traditions like that and, and yeah. which turn into, uh, you know, probably somebody who doesn't know, we'll call it superstitions. Uh, they'll call it routines. And routines provide comfort where you feel in control and good things happen in your brain past that. If you feel out of control at all, especially when it's, when it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just really interesting to watch the guys react to that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's all part of sports and it's, it's fun to watch. You just reminded me of something from Ted Lasso. And I'm sure this isn't going to be the first, this is going to be the first, the last Ted Lasso, uh, mention. I'm here here for it. You're here here for for it. it. Absolutely. Uh, when one of his players is uh, when his star player wants to sit out for practice and he kind of does the whole uh, practice thing. But he, what he said, one of the things he says is the one chance that we get to control everything on the field and you don't want to participate. Yep. You can't participate. There's like, that, that's kind of what you reminded me of with, uh, with the talk of all the things that these guys, that you, there isn't much you can control. So you do have your routine and the like that you can't. That's control. perfect. It's hmm. perfect. Yep. I'm I'm sure that in the other in a lot of other sports that I don't know, uh, there's a lot of those kind of things. I would think that basketball would probably have that. Oh, they a all lot, do. You know, they I'm all sure do. Yeah, yeah. I just, works. Well, I think 
you and you you and I follow baseball and and hockey a little bit more closely, so we see those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot. Like you know, the order the team comes out in, in hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, the the order they leave the locker room, what's said, what's done. If they can control it, they they want to gather control because yeah. if you feel out of control, that's never good. I'm sure that there's an equivalent of this for baseball, but the one in hockey that uh, I always thought was a little funny and quirky uh, was the goalie when he has a glove save. If he's if he's at a away if he's away from home if it's a if it's a away game, we, he flips the puck over so that the logo of the team is down. But if if he if if he if he's at home, he'll ha- he hands it back so that it's the logo is up because yep. he doesn't want to look at their logo on the puck like it's their puck <laughs> <laughs> or or whatever their reasoning is. But there's a lot of goalies that do that. It just cracks me up. It's like, all right, yeah, sure. I I would I would I I would also think I would want to just be like yeah here whatever I don't care about the puck because I'm just gonna stop oh, who cares they care about everything they they notice <laughs> all those little details for sure oh yeah <laughs> I I think it's great to notice all the details and then they drive you absolutely nuts and you it's know fun to, fun to watch either way yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, opening opening yeah. day is always very special everything's brand new everyone's got a chance to win uh, the energy is there the people are there. Um, yeah, that fades pretty quickly for some teams, but mm. for others, it's, it's hard to match that energy throughout the year, unless you make the playoffs, that opening playoff game is, is also another kind of cool tradition where they introduce the entire, the entire team mm. and they do that in opening day as well. Everybody on the roster, all the coaches, they all get announced for the most part. Mm. And that doesn't happen every game, obviously. Um, but yeah, another, another opening day tradition. Boy, if, if that happened every game, I can't imagine that people would show oh, up for that every game. No. Holy cow. They'd be there later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You're already spending like half of your half of your time off of a day there. So yeah. That's that's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um are there other uh, uh that one of the kind of a fan tradition is a little off topic of uh, opening day, but I was just thinking about it. Um taking your glove to the game. That's kind of a funny thing to me. It's like, Uh I never, I I think I've seen in like lacrosse a few people, like you'll see like kids take their stick, (laughs) but it's kind of a weird thing. You know, I've never thought about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's another sport that does that. I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. Unless you're in costume, you're not going to bring your helmet. You know, a lot of people aren't going to bring their helmet to a football game. (laughs) I don't think you can bring your stick to a hockey game. Oh, you wouldn't want to. Yeah. Probably wear your helmet if you really wanted to, but but you don't see people do that. But you've seen like kids or something in uh, in uh, goalie masks or sure, just for fun. But you won't see. Yeah, that's a really great observation. I think there's more gloves at a baseball game than any other like pro sport. I'm not going to bring my stick to a lacrosse game or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, everybody wants those foul balls. Yeah, I've I don't I don't think I've I've never gotten one. Obviously, I mean I've only been doing like I think I could count the amount of. I think I've only been to three, maybe four, um, okay. major league, uh, stadiums and probably maybe 10, uh, minor league, uh, throughout. And I've, yeah, I've never, it's, it's, pre- it's, I mean, it's pretty rare. I love, I love the, uh, video clips of like people getting a ball, like, oh, sure. like catching a ball and then handing it to some kid or something like that. The, the uh, cameras, the cameras may not follow every foul ball, but you can tell by the crowd reaction. Every It's very entertaining, but I've actually, mm-hmm. I have a good friend of mine who is a scout for the Texas Rangers and he a couple seasons ago, he said, let's go to the game and he gets in and gets to sit right behind home plate so they can see everything and do their job. 
but one of the first foul balls, I watched it like there's a foul ball. And I just, you know, just as you do when you're Mm -hmm. at the game, just to see where it goes or who catches it. He just kind of looks at me. He goes, no, don't do that. I was like, what? So the, if you notice the players generally don't watch foul balls because there's, there's, there's no, like, there's no value to it. Mm -hmm. But if you're there as a fan, it's a big deal. And I like it. I like getting foul balls. I've gotten, I think three or four as, as I've been to games, you know, and you want to make the play and it's a cool, it's a cool baseball. Like Mm -hmm. it has some history behind it. Right. But yeah, it was just so funny. He looked at me. He's like, no, don't do that. Oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So if, if you'll, you'll notice that the, that the fans will watch, but uh, in general, the players will not, unless it has to do with them maybe getting their head taken off because it's so, you know, coming right at them. But yeah, little quirk that you'll notice. Huh? There was a, uh, I was at a Memphis Redbirds game. It's one of the it's one of the minor league places where I've been like more than once. I've been, yep. went to a couple of games there, a few times I've been through uh, Memphis, and uh, it was a day off from work. We were at, there was a there was a home run that was hit over the fences, all of that. The next day, one of our coworkers comes in, like, yeah, I was just roaming around and I was by the uh, by the ballpark and all of a sudden a ball comes over and now I've got this home run ball I guess I don't know awesome. <laughs> just like great. Ah, what the <laughs> that's great he, he could care less he could absolutely care yeah. less and yet we're and we're like come on when it lands in your lap like that yeah. yeah there's just there's just something about that everybody likes free stuff and it's just it's just one of those things so that's I I don't bring my glove I I hopefully I can trust my hands enough to to make the play when I need to, but yeah, you'll oh, see some pretty, you, you'll see me. some pretty good grabs. Not you. No, no, I would, <laughs> I've seen a couple of guys who have like that, thir- that 30 inch mitt, there is mm-hmm. the, the comedy mitt. And it's like, yeah, give me that. And, yeah. and a mask and all that. I'll, I, Cause I'll be, I'll, I'd probably be a magnet for part, part of it head. too. Is like, if you're sitting there and there's a screamer coming at you or, mm-hmm. or even not like when you have somebody st- step in front of you or where you can't see the ball, like that's oh, never yeah. good. Like that's, it can be really dangerous. And that's why they've implemented those nets around the, around the backside of the, of the, uh, of the backstop. And then all the way down the lines now too, is just trying mm-hmm. to protect the fans because as much as everybody wants a ball, I think it's hard to pay attention the whole time. And, you'll notice a lot of people with really good seats on their phones. Most of the game, I'm like, dude, you're, you're at the game. Like just put your phone down for a minute. Cause you actually can get, you can get smoked. Like you got to mm-hmm. keep your head up. Ian. But uh, yeah, a whole nother factor. Foul balls. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you see a couple of like, I could imagine that might also be a good reason for people not to, um, for players not to watch the ball is because if yeah. somebody does get smoked, that's going to, that's going to affect you and, and they, get in your head a little bit. You you can see that. And I think the nets help the players so they can relax a little bit more, but you'll see hitters mm-hmm. if they hit a screamer. I mean, they're obviously never meaning to do anything like that, but they will wince and they like, that's the last thing that they want. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see somebody hurt and, but it happens and it's, it's never, it's never pretty. Those, they can do a lot of damage, even though they're nine ounces. I think, it, I think it is. This is a, I mean, I got that, I got the ball. I, oh, I, bought, I went out and I bought a couple of balls for, uh, yeah. taking pictures of for our, uh, our podcast logo and stuff. And, uh, I forgot how hard these things are. And now I remember why, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ball. This thing, will this thing will mess you up if it's coming at you hard. And enough. I bet you the, the baseballs they use in the major leagues and the professional ranks right now too, or might be even harder than that one. Really? Um, they play around with that science every once in a while. And, uh, you know, cause everybody wants to see the home runs. Um, but they mess around with the, with, uh, the, the laces and how high the laces are off the ball and also the core and, and how hard they are and how, mm-hmm. how far they'll fly. And 
science plays a big part in that. And, uh, well, this is a whole grain leather cover, my friend. Yeah. You, you don't want to, you don't want like, you're talking, you don't want half grain. You want full grain, right? full grain, <laughs> full till boogie, uh, five ounces. Yeah. Five ounces. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nine, inch, nine, nine five inch, five ounce. Okay. I yep. just flipped those. Sorry about that. Oh, I'm just, I, I couldn't even remember. I couldn't remember which way you went with that. Yeah, I could. I could imagine. Yeah, oh, I mean, we're going to talk about out. the ball at some point. You know, yeah. I'm that'll, sure that's going to be a, a whole episode. That'll mess you up. It really yeah. will. If if uh, you know if you're screened or you know if it's coming from pretty high up in the air all the way down too. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes when you're on the second or third deck, that fly ball doesn't have a chance to fall very far before it gets to you. But if you're if you're down below and that ball's hit really high in the air, it picks up a lot of speed and it's got a lot of spin on it on the way down. So. Yeah, got to pay attention. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any personal traditions for opening day that you do? Do you go out back and take a few hits off of the tee ball or anything I, like I that? Don't. I don't. I'm just so excited that you know that feeling, that baseball feeling's back again, and it's like we talked about last show a little bit. It's springtime again, and yeah. it's it's a new beginning, and it just feels good knowing, especially like I said, the last couple of years that we've all been through. You know, springtime is great and. Yeah, I don't really have any traditions, but it sure is fun to see baseball on my television again. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's you know, I I think that's pretty that's a that's a pretty good start. I'm sure that we've yeah. we're gonna come up with a lot of other traditions to talk about during the during the yep. course of the podcast. We'll add them to the we'll add them to the list. Absolutely. Yep. What have you got for uh what's your favorite thing that you saw in baseball this week? The favorite thing I saw in baseball this week was uh that now is the time of year where we get a little of the behind the scenes stuff for um, players that are being called up to the majors. And as we get, as social media becomes a bigger thing, um, more of these come out in the open. You've had some managers that come out to pull the pitcher out of the game during preseason. And that's when they tell the player that they've made the big league club. Um, there's even some video this year of managers that are, you know, from their office and they pull the player in and they, Bobby Witt Jr. is, is a big prospect, I believe in, um, Kansas city, I believe, I think I got that right. And, uh, yeah, call them in, start talking to them. And, you know, some, some managers have different ways of telling their players that they made it to the big leagues, which is a, obviously a huge deal. These are dreams come true. Um, the one that I saw this week that I loved the most was from David Ross, who's the manager of your, of your Cubs, of your, your Chicago Cubs, your Chicago Cubs. That's right. And he, he, um, there was a comebacker to this young pitcher uh, he fielded it with his hand, with his bare hand, and then he threw it to first or whatever, and that was the end of the inning, or maybe it was the half inning before whatever it was. So David Ross comes up to him. His his name is, let me double check his name because he's a young guy that nobody's heard of quite yet, um, but his name was, here, I got it right here. Hang on. Ethan Roberts, I believe is his, yeah, pitcher. Yeah, Ethan Roberts. So he goes up to him. He says, hey, can I shake your hand? Is your hand okay? And he shakes his hand on the dugout. And he says, congratulations, you made the big league roster. And the the reaction from the player, not expecting anything like that, um, is just so cool. So um, I'm, I pass along these links to you. It's it's the from the dugout, uh, it'll the be video. In the, it'll be in the, uh, in the show yeah. notes, that's for sure. And then also uh, there's an interview with, with Ethan Roberts after the game, kind of explaining what Ross did. But it's some of the strategy behind this, because the, the obviously the manager and the coaching staff know before but they don't quite want to share it with them because it's, it's a, it's a moment. I mean, this is literally your dreams coming true. So I, I am, am grateful for David Ross and some of the other managers that allow, uh, I guess, social media and, and, and that part of, 
of the game to come through because that's been hidden from us for a long time. Um, but that's a that's a big deal. And for anybody who has had a dream of playing professional sports to watch, I mean, if it's not going to happen to you, it might as well watch somebody else do it. And man, it sure is cool. It gives you chills. You know, it's just so neat to watch these guys have a dream come true right in front of everybody. So that's nice. that's my favorite thing this week. Nice. How about you? Okay, so I'm really terrible with uh, hockey names and the like, so I'm going to probably mispronounce some things, and it's actually part of our fun of doing this podcast. <laughs> Roki Sasaki of the Nippon uh, Professional Baseball League pitched a perfect game, but for the uh, Chiba Lot Marines, and uh, this is a, this was against the, the okay, I'm going to screw this up, Taya Wales. Okay. Uh, he pitched a perfect game, 19 strikeouts. Wow. In 105 pitches, uh, which was, I believe, the most in a game for the league. And he's now the youngest player in that league to have a perfect game. Wow. Um, and the and the reaction uh, from everybody afterwards I was just great. It's on, uh, I'll, I'll probably have to, link, I'm, I'm sure that there's some good video on YouTube, so I'll find something. But okay. uh it was, you know, the whole, of course, the whole crowd, you know, standing ovation, all of that. The players line up along first base, uh, you know, for for a bow to the uh, uh, to the fans, you know, and he and he's really excited, obviously, you know, but also it's it's slightly muted. He's, I mean, he's smiling, he's laughing, and all of that, but it's also slightly muted, and that's that's kind of great too, in a way. You know, it's like, yeah, we just did that, all right. So. that's that that's definitely that culture that's yeah. that's a heck of a that's a heck of a game right there 105 pitches isn't very much for nine innings you want to you want to keep things about 10 to 12 pitches i mean obviously mm-hmm. less if you can per inning so you don't see complete games very often anymore because there's just so many pitches thrown but man that's that's pretty tough right there yeah good, i mean that's, that's 105 pitches across with 19 strikeouts yeah so i mean that's wow. that's that's I mean, I, I, I've heard the word before. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. You know, that's an efficient game. That's exactly the word I was going to say. Yeah, that, that's very fit. And, and if you if you're going to be something as a pitcher, efficiency is definitely toward the top of that list, if not at the top. Yeah. So congratulations to him and that, you know, of course, but also just just kind of fun. That's that's a that's a fun thing. And I'm that's good. Glad stuff. it gr- glad it popped through. Also, you know, well, I'll, I'll save it for a shout out. But yeah. anyways. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up for uh, for episode two of Baseball Schooled. Do you have uh, you ready to do a little bit of a spiel? Yeah, I can do a spiel. Absolutely, yeah. you can. Do, James already mentioned it, but you can find uh, all the stuff that we're going to post, all the things that we just talked about on our website, and that's at baseballschooled.com. Uh, there'll be links to the things, and uh, you know wherever you need to go, that that's where it'll be. You can also find us on Instagram uh, at baseball schooled, and you can find us on Twitter at and it'll be at bbschooled.com the letter b the letter b schooled not dot com but that's where that's our handle and um yeah we'll post as much as we can there we'll have some cross posted stuff obviously off the off the uh off the website onto twitter as well but yeah i think it'll be i think we'll have fun and then as our presence continues to grow uh you'll be able to find us more places but for right now that's where we are we're working on apple right Apple yep. needs to get the the person at Apple who's responsible for doing the podcast needs to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as shout outs, my uh, my shout out this week is uh, to the Reddit uh, subreddit of uh, baseball. There's a lot of stuff up there. I really haven't seen a lot of the sports. I don't know anger 
things like that. It just, uh, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure it comes through some places, but also I, as a, as a, as a sports fan and I guess emerging fan of this sport or learning to be, I'm just really not interested in a lot of the anger and stuff that you see in a lot of places. And for the most part, uh, what I see on Reddit has been a lot of fun. It, it's been informative and a lot of really fun clips and stuff of things, uh, which is where I found that, uh, that perfect game. So shout out to the subreddit, uh, baseball. How about you? I'll, I'll definitely echo the Reddit thing. There's a different feel there. It's, it's, uh, I love it. I love the vibe there. And whenever I spend time there, you usually end up finding something fun or learning something or seeing something that's worth watching. So yeah, definitely. And I, I don't have any specific shout outs. I think as we talk a little more specific about things, like I said, last show, uh, I'll shout out specific people, but yeah, yeah definitely on opening day, you, you think about all those people. I mean, especially pitchers and catchers, especially like in college, you go, you know, you start late Jan. Well, you play through the fall and then you take a little break and then you know, say mid to late January, when you come back from break, that's when the pitchers and catchers get going and man, it's just a long six weeks. So it's just cool to put in work with those guys. And then you go out there and you put it all together and you can't, you, you definitely can't win the championship, you know, early in the season, but, but, uh, you can lose it, I guess, but it's just like so much fun to get out there and finally battle against somebody else besides each other. So just thinking about all my former teammates that you end up working out with and getting up early and lifting and then, coming back later and getting your batting practice and practice in. And, you know, again, as I, as I start to think of more specifics and we talk about more specifics, I'll shout out people more, more specifically, but man, it's just so much fun getting out there and getting pumped up and putting all that work into action. So shout out to all my former teammates and coaches who went through that, uh, went through that process with me. Right on. Cool. Well, I think that, uh, I think that does it for baseball schooled episode number two. Thanks Jay for, uh, thanks for doing this with me. Of course. And uh, that's about it. We'll see you next time on Baseball Schooled.